0: Yeah, of course you do. If I don't like it lot, anyway. Round one's back, baby. Round one
1: how- is back. Oh, Hi, how sweet. Mate, fantastic, brother. How good to hear that sweet, hustly voice of yours again, talking footy. Mate. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love the cricket. I'm as much of a cricket nothing as anyone. But there's nothing better than coming around a Thursday night and knowing you've got the next four days of footy. I'm and even when, when he gets out on... And even when you get to Monday and you go, I'm so far away, before you know it, round again. Yeah, bloody and, good it, having and, and, it. and, and, it gives you time on Monday to debrief and listen to Two in the Tackle.
0: Exactly right. Plenty of time. Uh, get, get your shit done. Maybe not Monday. You probably will be listening to us on the Monday. Uh, but first thing Tuesday morning, you get the fucking... You, well, you, exactly. You get the app up. You've already subscribed to us, obviously, so you'll see us come up in your little feed thing. You just put... Press the old download just in case you go going to a channel. You can hear us the entire time. <laughs> you know?
1: Well, well, Monday is a bit like, it's a bit like Sunday after a big Saturday. When you think, think of Monday after or the first round of footy especially. You know, you've been off to drink for a bit and you've sort of, you know, you've taken it easy, especially as you get a little older, you're, you know, few and far between those big events. But then you have one of those big events and Sunday's is a write-off. I don't care who you think you are. You are spending most of the day horizontal. You can throw the step counts out because you're not getting past 100. You're gonna do more typing with your finger than you're gonna do steps with your feet. You need that time to recover. Ubers, feet, probably not even people, just for food. So, we need Monday. Monday is your, oh man, so much footy. I don't know where to, you know, you think we want it seven days a week, but be careful what you wish for. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Now, we're going to talk footy. Obviously, this is what we're all about. We are a running rugby league show, you know, which focuses in on the front rows. But little birdie told me uh, that, you know, you're in a grand final for the cricket over the weekend. Tell us a little bit about that quickly.
1: Yeah, we are. We are. we got a big grand final coming up this Saturday um, for the 1G Warriors. Um, a very interesting season from from the Warriors. Uh, yeah, what was, what was that? Started off very rocky, plenty of losses, lots of close close calls and most often uh, the old saying goes "catches win matches yep. and for that reason we lost a lot of matches but we've managed, we've managed we've managed to find form late in the year and had some big games against um some of the top contests and yeah we had our semi-final on the weekend 1v4 we were fourth straight through of the finals with a win in the last round and we took on the top dogs and only lost two we took it to them always had good contests and uh Mate, we, I think we came out with the cherries. We, we, we set a 115 on a very much bowler's wicket. Uh, but we've how got bowlers. Come
0: on, Kevin jutta
1: Well, that's what we scored. That's what we scored. I said, we scored yeah. 115. Oh, and then scored on.
0: You
1: mate. I took a couple, mate. I took a couple. Um, I yeah, made sure course. to... Always want to contribute. Always want to contribute. So I took a couple of wickets. And always happened to take them... Um, as we get tilt towards the pointy end when they're trying to, you know. Now really you say that, that totally. your semi
0: final was last week. sorry, on the weekend to get into yep. the grand final. But correct me if I'm wrong. You guys had started semi finals cricket a week or two earlier than that. Is that correct? We
1: we did. We did the week before. Uh, it was fourth, first, fifth. The winner goes through to the finals. So big contest for us. Where you know naturally it's Good. like you said. Finals footy started a week early, but we came ready to play. You know we're big game players. All right, done enough no, for this regular you season. You just get it, just get us to the finals and the big boys will turn up. And yeah, we, we romped it. Romped it. Again, about 120, we said. But we bowled like South Africa did back in 2000, 2011. And we bowled them out for 47,
0: mate. Oh, well. That's good to hear. So, Speaking of big boys, maybe our big boys. You know, as we like to start to show our big boys, they got off to an absolute flyer this week. How many do we have? One, two, three, four... Five front rowers scoring tries. One got a double, and we also had a front row kicking conversions over the weekend as well. So, just want to bring congratulations to our front rowers mm-hmm. that scored tries: Daniel Crichton, scoring two; Junior Polo one; Lisa Marmell; Ryan James on a return back to rugby league, but on Ryan James and Aaron Woods, his last three tries. His last three trials have been against the St. George Morrow Dragons. So he knows his way to the strap against the Red thing' And obviously, yahoo yep. our resident front row goal kicker. Kicking Four goals for, for the rest of the, of the weekend. You got a few to kick as well, if you know what I'm saying, Hey! Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know no, yeah, look, mate. There's not more you could ask for the first round of footy than to see the front rowers in the thick of everything. Mate, and is, I'll it, tell you what. I'm about, yeah. a ten minute dr- I'm about a 10-minute I'm about a 10-minute drive from McDonald Jones Stadium, but I swear I heard the roar when Saifi went through and scored.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Mate, plenty of plenty of hype up in Newcastle. T- town. 10
0: minutes ain't even that far. 10 minutes ain't even that far. You, know, you can hear them. You can hear them at Homebush, miles away at Homebush. But listen,
1: enough, l- 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 listen, show. mate. T- it, l- listen, mate. A 10-minute drive in Newcastle is not a 10-minute drive in Sydney. A 10-minute oh, drive in Newcastle probably is to Homebush.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but I'll let you have that one. Uh, did you yeah. catch anyone trying to get into the dummy file over the weekend?
1: No, look, the boys were good. The boys were Actually, good. Absolutely. Know, um, yeah, they were. They were real good. So look, I don't look. I don't doubt it's going to go all season. There's always a few. You know, I was keeping an eye on our serial offender on Saturday afternoon, yeah. Lachlan yeah. Croker. Yeah. Now, if he gets in there again, hmm, he could, yeah, he could just so put up. Like he'll, he'll have to start paying if he'll have to start paying red if he gets in there again.
0: The thing is, I, I actually had a convention. I'm not surprised there were no W files over the weekend. I actually got got together with all 16 NRL coaches. It was actually good to meet some of them. I hadn't met some of them, I hadn't met Justin Holbrook, and I hadn't met Todd Payton yet. Um, and it was it was just good to, you know, get get have a chat with them. And uh I, I loaded out to them. I told them. I told them straight, I don't want to see it. I don't see none of their players jumping in the W half. And I think over the offseason, the message got through to them. As we saw, you we one, no one attempted to, to go to W half. And, and I also noticed uh, our mate Blake Ferguson, who struggled to get out of the stripe last year. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he got that message there and clear about the W 4 But he knew the only way that he was going to avoid the W 4 this year is to score in the first game of the season. And get that out of the way. We don't see that, yeah. obviously, here from you, Blake. We saw what you did last year. We had that. You know, you a score, and we try love and it.
1: score for the weekend. And a real grown man try from Blake Ferguson as well. One of his, one yeah. of his uh, things that he does so often is he gets to that corner and three of them are coming across, takes the impact, gets the ball down, and gets a big celebration going. No backflip this time, but no, no, no backflip, no.
0: can okay, come on, there's two things I want to say about that. First thing I want to say, just it's a good one, it's how Another reason, when people talk about best winners in the game, best winners of all time and things like that, uh, or it doesn't matter what sport it is and what position it is, a lot of people refer back to people who changed it and made it the staple, the diet almost for that position. Yeah. And, and you look at people like Sebo, Blake Ferguson, Tupac, all these guys now, and, and you just can't help but just think Jonah Lomu, And I'm sure someone yeah. else may have become that. But he was the first one to really bang, come smash into the scene and be an actual forward that they felt they were going to put into the backs. And now yeah. you see these guys. It's actually quite funny because Ferguson was always a back I think He would have always been a back. Maybe he would have always been a back. But now how the roles have reversed There's about fucking time as well. Now you see those wingers start doing a little bit of the tough shit for the front rows. You know, so oh mate, you're not as pretty as they used to be. Those outside backs, and you, just, you just, oh no, look at Blake You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, um, mate, they they're not out there catching colds on the on the flank, mate. They've they've got, do, they've got as much work to do. They got as much work to do running wise, at least um for, as the guys in the middle. You know, they're setting yeah. up your sets, and the really strong teams have a great back five or back three. However, probably really back three is what you look at, and how yeah, how the yeah, wingers well, roll. us wingers aren't wingers aren't footballers, mates anymore. That's for damn sure. Oh, That's
0: for I'm sure. You're right, actually, you're right. But every now and then they, they do show a, little, a few little glimpses as to how they, you know, were ever, ever involved in the team anyway with their, with yeah. their few, um, you know, few moments. We have still got their moments, as they do. Anyway, I apologise. I'm just looking at my little, um, my notes sheet here. And you know, we talk about the back three. And that, I think, transitions well into our first match and focus for the Warriors versus the Newcastle Knights. yeah. The Warriors, last year, in the last few years, they've actually had a pretty. Since Roger Tourvastashek up there, actually, their back three has probably been top five. Well, maybe not top five performing wise, but definitely top five in terms of quality in the back back three. With Roger Tourvastashek yep. obviously leading the way. Then Ken Mamala, who's always up there with the meters game. And David Fissatoy, who I think yep. one or two years ago was first or second in the tri scorers list. Maybe second, I think. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. So, no, they're
1: definitely they're great, great finishers and great workers.
0: Yeah, great. Exactly, exactly right. They've got both ends when it comes to the back, the backfield. But to add to that, uh, this is what I noticed, and I feel I'm sure everyone else noticed. It, but what I sort of caught my eye over the weekend was how we always knew Adam van Blake good front row, top tier front row at the moment in the game anyway, goes to the Warriors, and I actually think that was the that was that. Added on top of him playing in front row for the Warriors, obviously he's a front row, but finally allowing Tulu Harris to display the skills that he's got. And we saw Isaiah Yo last year really thrive, playing through the middle because he's got the cardio, um, but he's got skills. Yeah, so why exactly. not find those skills? As much as like, you know, Wayne plays on the edge, Wayne Graham plays on the edge, and Ryan Madison plays on the edge. I feel as though you don't max them out. Whereas, and Thomas Harris was doing that for the last few years. But now that he goes to 13, he can still do the charges through the middle, still works hard in defence. And then he's still got that little bit of creativity that that 13 needs in throw. game. What do you think?
1: Oh, look, yeah, absolutely. You, you need a 13 now in this modern-day NRL who can ballplay a bit. Because the speed of the weight the game is, it's opened up so much more. And to have that person that can connect through the middle with the nine and with the rest of the spine you're lost without it you know and you really see it. you look at the top teams and they've got a 13 who brings them something else you know um you know obviously Victor Radley very strong for the roosters in that in that sense is another nine out there but he's just what, he also hits like, what, a, tr- what he hits like a truck he's
0: like a truck what's the 13 for the storm bring other than well they've that, got obviously. yeah they've got
1: Delfanuken who plays 13 um but i think they use when they use Brandon Smith when he comes off the bench, he kind of plays a bit more like that thirteen role. Even if Finuka just stays on in the middle, yeah. Brandon Smith plays in the middle. He runs hard, but he's also a guy who's got good ball skills. Yeah, so, yeah. and he's playing, and he plays fifty minutes a game. So they use it a little different. They've also had Cameron Smith for the last sixteen years, yeah. so he just carries an extra. He's like, look, I got the middle. You guys just sort good. this out. But, but also, no, that's you do need to have the ball player. It definitely helps, especially the way
0: the games go. But what I, think, what I think where they may lack in a little bit of ball, ball skills, people like Finucane and and uh, Smith, they're fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They play fast. Like Cameron Murray. Cameron Murray. Cameron Murray's not known for <laughs> dishing it off. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just that fast beat, the fast yeah. play of the ball, always coming at you. He's hard to handle. Brandon Smith's hard yeah. to handle. Finucane's a similar way. Um but they well, yeah. have then, on the weekend, I think they had Nelson de soccer Solomona. Is that right? Yeah, yes, I think they he played 13. So they just played in the extra front yard. But that's yep. always been the storm as well. I think that's where everyone sort of got it from, where they played the extra, extra front yard. That's fine. The thing is, it's fine if it works. But uh, as you see, like, um sometimes other teams might need a little bit more spice.
1: Well, correct, especially when you don't have as as stronger players in that spine. And when you look yeah. at what the Melbourne Storm have had, Cameron Smith, Cameron Munster, Lynn Pappenhausen at the moment, like he's a freak. Like these and what the way Jerome Hughes has come on for them as well. But obviously in the past, the Cronks, the Slater's, um, that they've had so much of that creativity and leadership and guidance through the middle with versatility and how they can connect to their edges and just open you up. So well, I don't think I, sh- I sh- what I probably what how I should rephrase it. Not every team needs the ball player through the middle, but it, you you need something extra from your thirteen for pretty much every team. And the Melbourne Storm are not pretty much every team, as we saw again. They won again, like they always do in round one. Like they're phenomenal. So they're the exception to the rule. But you look at the rest. You have Isaiah. Uh, you have uh, Radley. Have Murray. And Murray. Um, Tarpany, a different kind of 13 to, to those, yeah. those guys. But, you know, he's got the good footwork. Um, you know, he sort of combines a lot there.
0: Uh, I mean, he's not as much like the, the Jake Chabuovic style. And he's not like yeah. the Nelson Esopo-Solomoda style. He's like in between where he's a little yeah, bit... Yeah, he's a bit in between. It's, it's, like, it's like having John Bateman play there.
1: Yes, correct. He's he's got some he's got some ha- good handles in there. He's got fast feet. He's he's quick enough to be, you know, playing on the edge, but he's big enough that you can put him in the middle. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of It's just sort of how it fits, but yeah, Jake Jaboyevich obviously. So, a lot of strong. I like Connor Watson, I Connor Watson um playing yeah, in the 13th really Knights as well, and I was I, I said during the off-season I thought if the Knights really wanted to move forward, they need uh, the Knights definitely needed it. Especially yeah. when they had sort of Curtin in at 6. So, I think the way they're looking at the moment, I think they, you know, obviously they want to have Blake Green there when he comes back. And I think that's important for them with the, the head, the head on him, you know, just to help take a bit off Pierce. But then I think you have Connor Watson and Kurt Mann kind of playing that, you, you're sharing that utility role and both playing in the middle, playing that lock or and one of them, maybe Kurt Mann will play a bit of hooker when they'll take uh, Blake Braley off, or sorry, Jaden Braley off occasionally. So, I think that's going to give them a little extra. I mean, obviously, they're going to you know, run in and ball playing and physicality. And Connor Watson, he's a big dude now. He's huge.
0: It's interesting, actually, because they, they have Blake Green, who's definitely going to play 5-8 for, for the Knights. And Kurt, man, I, I don't know this, but did he win, win the player of the year for the Knights last year? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't we know. would have come close if he didn't. Mm. And so I think it's a little bit harsh that he ends up going to the bench. I actually wouldn't mind seeing him play that third in and... He might,
1: he might, he might, he might start and Connor Watson's on the bench. All, 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 all I know is I think that they will share, you know, they'll yeah, both yeah. be playing that similar role. And yeah. maybe Kirby does deserve to have that first shot, you know, rightly so. Um, And he's sort of a bit of a, a victim of his own strengths, which is versatility. that's uh, quite often yeah. happens when players can play in multiple positions. Then you're like, well, I know I can put you here and it's, not going to lessen our team yeah.
0: because I can Instead put this like, guy in your position. You could be, say you could be a 5'8". Let's just say you're a 5'8", right? But you're in the second grade. You're booked in the next team below. And then an injury gets in first grade. And so they move the, say the winger gets injured, they might move the center out just because he's got speed. And because they don't know your speed yet, they bring you up from reserve grade, put you in center, and they move the center out to the wing or whatever. You end up getting a star in first grade. And then, not because you're a center, but because you're good at footing. You make your tackles, okay. you know, you get the ball, you, you, you make your meters with the ball, whatever. People end up looking at you and think, oh, he's a center. And then he gets branded as a center. And then he gets picked up from another club who's always like, oh, played well at center, we'll put him in the center. He's not even that. Well,
1: look at look at two people who we grew up with, who who we saw a perfect yeah. example of through rugby league. You know, in in Jason Clark and Tom Simons, the six and seven for Marcelin, the, like in, in, in the A grade side, and they both played in the forwards. Yeah, yeah. Like Jason was a front rower. He's taking balls off the kickoff. Row. He he wore the seven for like every year that I played with him, <laughs> and he's. A, he wore the seven, he and I was, he ball. was passed to me to take hit ups. Now, now he wanted your
0: job because he knows that's the people who want who want to. See but you him.
1: know what? Deep down, Jace is always a front row because he just loves tackling, loves the tough stuff, loves taking hit ups. You know, he's always a forward. How many times Hitman. have
0: you played with him? Did he make six tackles in a set?
1: Oh, look, it, it could have been more than one, um, but one is I de- there is one certain occasion I definitely remember. He took every tackle against the Rovers too, every fucking tackle. <laughs> Every tackle, took, one, one, he took, took, tackle took the first tackle Took the first tackle And then took everything from Marker Like Right, inspirational Inspirational from right, He's a worker He's working. Yeah. the type of players
0: that you want to your And you and, know the and, fingers as well and, I, and, you, and you know what they are? They're what? footy players footy They're player. footy players and He's the type of player Like we're pretty, pretty um, Lucky to have the guy on our team A lot of times The captain of the team is usually the best player, which they were, the better, best players in the team. But sometimes their heads get a little bit carried away and they can almost like spread across the team in, the, in, a, in a negative. Whereas yeah. their attitude and the way that they played spread across the team, it just made everyone... You know, I, I don't want to say the word accountable because we're teenagers, so it's hard to be accountable. But it just made everyone realise that you're probably not going to get away with it. You know what I mean? Or there's yeah. always someone who's going to shit you down. But if the best player in the team is, is running around the cape, everyone's going to run around the cape. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. So, yeah. And it's just like a big marker and just like like a dog waiting. Just like... And then just like... Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, the energy. The energy.
0: Yeah, anyway, um, so come on with a side check. Warriors up against the Knights. We did talk about two teams eventually. So we look. Uh, so we look how at the two 30, how do you see That goes go?
1: Well, looking at two those thirteen roles that we're just kind of discussing, you know, we're going to yep. see sort of Toho Harris and and obviously Connor Watson, um, sort of playing a bit of that role. He was, I think, he was named thirteen to start, but then he came off the bench. Oh, okay. um, and they had Soa Sue. Soa Sue played thirteen. So I think they just put a big man in to start for the you know the the sort of physicality early on, and then brought Connor Watson on a little later. So yeah, big game. Look, big game. Warriors were impressive to to take that win out, burst the bubble of the hype train up there in the Gold Coast. Yeah. Um. Plenty of buzz in Newcastle, which could actually be uh, def-
0: thing for the Titans, by the way. But it's, it's actually better yes. for the Warriors.
1: Correct. Great. Great to get a win. Look, it's going to be hard for them again this year. They're playing away from home all year again, and they just know it. So. The Knights, as I can tell you, a few Knights fans maybe forgot that the Bulldogs did come 15th last year. So, mm. maybe got a little extra hyped in a game that for 30 minutes might look like they might have lost. They might have, you know, been on the way to losing. But, you know, talent won out in the end. So, a big contest and obviously, Brownie. Brownie yes. up against the Knights. That's, yeah, that's, like that's, this that's, really that's enough for you to get excited. Do you think there's a bit of bad blood there? I don't think there's bad blood, like you know, it's all it's all pretty sort of um, pretty civil. But I think there's look, there's always a little bit of something when a coach gets sacked. Like, yeah, so
0: if there is even if you leave
1: on good ways, plus plus plus, he was there from you know he's all class, Nathan Brown as well. Like I think he definitely there was some sort of separation or rifts amongst some of the key players. Like that doesn't happen without that. That's not to point the fingers at the players. But it's just that doesn't happen without the the if the race shift's great uh, then those sort of things don't happen so um and for brownie obviously tore through the hard years the wooden spoons did a great job for newcastle he's still i think he's still well he's definitely well received and respected from New, from Newcastle and fans alike because he took took him through the tough shit
0: yeah. um
1: but then adam o'Brien's come in and got him that first finals berth so there's still there's a little bit of brownie going hey you can take that 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 berth but some some of that's mine. I brought a lot of those guys here.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: Adam O'Brien is it's also the guy who took the other guy's job. Well, now I want to beat you.
0: Yeah. Show that, that show I deserve you that, this job. Show you that I deserve well, he this does job. Deserve a job, but he does, no, yeah, I'll yeah. Yeah. The job, you. yeah. <laughs> it's
1: not it's it's not a question anyone's asking. It's just one you ask you just sort of creating yourself in your head, you know. Correct, exactly. So, right. So another six o'clock Friday game, you know, the knights two in a row but I don't mind the six o'clock Friday. I get home in time for that for that, then I can park up and just start my, my weekend of footy. So it's
0: funny you say that because I always thought that the Warriors actually got the six o'clock uh, Friday game. Because it's eight o'clock over there in New Zealand. But um Yeah, you're probably right, the knights do get it. But I was thinking, Fuck, how are they always gonna play? They can't play yeah, for It's also play. it's like a at
1: like the Bulldogs of late, like, oh, we're gonna throw you Friday game at six o'clock. Um, Titans here you go 6 o'clock Friday Warriors obviously as, at,
0: least, at, least, at least it is 2 hours later as a player as a player it doesn't matter 6 o'clock or 8 o'clock on a Friday if you get the Friday game you get the whole weekend you we take it exactly,
1: take exactly. it. Make exactly right I think um, if we look at the actual the game though um, the Knights have to be a lot better if they want to beat the Warriors yeah why is that and they work against, against the Bulldogs well, they were, you know... They I haven't were,
0: seen too much of that Bulldogs go for the night. Yeah, look
1: the, look, the the Knights were pretty, a bit disjointed early on. Um, they, you know, just, just some things like just with amongst sort of the spine, they had didn't really have that direction going where they needed to go. So it was a little bit messy. They made a couple of silly errors. And then there was a big point that it looked like it could have been pivotal where the Knights had them under the pump. And I think they got... A penalty and then they were going to go for it you can see and then they sort of pulled back and went no we'll take the two and they'll put them from six four up to eight four and then which is that's fine if you're going to take the points but you're going to play that way so you go we're going to def- continue to like not that you're not going to score but you we're not going to let you score so when we if you give us two we're going to take it because it's going to be hard for you to score tries with us and what are you going to do after you kick the penalty goal right. what's the first thing you got? Complete. What do they do? Drop the ball at the kickoff. And then what do the Bulldogs do? Score to try. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. This is like, is this the night sort of all over again? So, they just need to be able to stay to the ship until they get Ponga back. Um, obviously, another weapon. And then, um, so, yeah, they definitely got to do more. They 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 sort of run over them in the end because they're just a bit better. They're just better. They've got better players. Yeah. Uh, but good battle for Saifidi and Fanua Blake in the middle. Definitely. Yeah those guys he's just take he's continuing to to grow syphidi and then obviously um the halves i think should be a good half battle you know the warriors does yeah. Co- cody and chanel you know they're, they're they're fun to watch
0: yeah
1: and with well, and with roger at the, and, the and, with, and with roger yeah exactly right exactly right and then with roger at the back you know that's a big that's a big win over um the head-to-head matchup with who he's lining up against you know if tex holy yeah. is still only a young young kid early on in his career and you got Roger as one of the best in the game. So Yeah, he still yeah. could
0: perform well, but yeah, you probably put your money with, with Roger to a vast check to get that battle. And um, the Warriors are playing in the fortress as well. They're playing in the fortress. one of the things that I find it with with Adam Fanil Blake is it'd be very rare that he walks out onto a footy field and there'd be a front row better than him. Yep. And then when you combine that with the back three that he has, you know, like he, he played for he played for Manly, and really he had Martin Tapell, which was a good player, but he wasn't as consistent as you really needed him to be. And then I had Tom Chabrowich, who was very really there. So his yeah. back three wasn't really that strong. His forward pack was pretty much based around him. Like he had to, oh, sorry, Jake Chabrowich as well, but he was like he was the player. he was
1: the grunt and the power through the middle.
0: He's still going to be the leader of this pack, but he's going to have so much more assistive. So he's got the confidence to know that he's got the wingers to go with him. When he steps on the field and goes, like, and there are better fun goals than him, but very, not, not 16 of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You know?
0: So he steps on the field, checks out, I'm better than everyone at him. And that gives you so much more confidence. And I'm not saying that he walks around. He probably been thinking that for himself for the last three years, but that just makes your job so much easier when you know that one no, now no, he's fucking better than me, and then he do it, and he just, he's just. That's the thing with it is he's become consistent. He's become yeah, consistent, absolutely. And yeah. that's the difference between good, and that's the difference between good and great. Yeah, exactly. Now we'll move on to our other match of focus. Uh, Eos actually, I think it's the Thursday night game. Eos versus the Storm. It, is. it is, is. your thoughts? Oh look,
1: Melbourne. Is, has Melbourne given anyone any reason to think that they're, they're not going to be too good for Parramatta? Um, you know, I had questions. I, I wouldn't say questions, but, you know, a question that I asked sort of myself and to a few people before the season was, okay, we're all sort of assuming that Melbourne are going to be great again. And yep. fair enough, they've been a consistently great team for a long time with Craig Bellamy under the helm. But for the first time, they have none of those three. No Cronk, no Slater, and now no Smith. And obviously they've sort of knocked off the last few years. So yeah, but I was like, Well, look, are we just are we too we're quick to give props that if Cameron Smith went to any other team, they'd be a finals team. But we weren't as quick to knock Melbourne if they lose him. And understandably they've got pretty good replacements, but they're not Cameron Smith. Um, it's very unique what he brings and obviously look they come out and they showed us that, that it's just a great club down there and they've, they're creating these new guys these Pappenhausen's Munsters Hughes and an amazing forward pack that they have um, not to mention firepower like added guys like car out on the wing so yeah they're just going to be too good for Parramatta they've had they've had the wood over them forever Parramatta the over.
0: I think that's Parramatta the and,
1: big time and, and, the, and what happened last week Melbourne have, the, have had the wood over the bunnies forever and it showed it showed and idiots like me you know for some yeah. reason question that on I a thursday night oh man I said what
0: you got wrong
1: yeah no you got i got, too to wrong. You got too yeah wrong. i got to uh, tip the bloody dragons as well um, um yeah look i, I had the Mel- i had tipped melbourne all week and i was like look same thing don't tip against melbourne first week it's just a rule like i don't, don't think about it just tip melbourne and they're playing the Bunnies. Like, as a Roosters fan, you should enjoy not tipping the Bunnies, especially in a year when they're going to be pretty good and they're going to win a lot of games and you're going to have to tip them. And I don't know. I was just like, oh, I just bought into the question. I okay, go, maybe they could miss Cameron Smith. If the Bunnies were ever going to get the Storm, it could, this could be it. And they've, you know, shorter off-season. Bellamy was talking about they hadn't done as much of an off-season this year. I thought, maybe that's, this could be the year. And uh, 20 minutes in, I felt like a fucking idiot. Not even, 20, not even twenty minutes in, five minutes in, and that I didn't get. To, and I didn't get to enjoy it either, because like, I'm watching Melbourne score tries. and going, oh you idiot!" Like I'm like, oh, and Now I've got to sit here and like kind of hope for a South comeback to get my tip, but meanwhile the rooster in me is going, "You fucking traitor!" So like, yeah, yeah. In the end, I was like, I just didn't get to enjoy the game, so I was like, look, fuck it, I'm not, yeah. I'm not making that mistake again. So, yeah, look, I think... Parramatta did look great against the Broncos. They had the... They just got these signs. I had this feeling with Parramatta this year. I still think they're going to well, have... The thing with
0: Parramatta, which really, really shocked me, it really shocked me, was that they... The first thing I noticed was they swung... They, they swapped the the back rollers around. So they had Madison and... Uh, Lane, and Sean and Lane. And then I, then I noticed... They swapped Moses and Bram around. Mm. Now, I know they've got the same names. They're probably in the same numbers. But you take Michael Jennings out of there as well. Yeah. You've got a whole new backline.
1: Yeah. It's a, lot to, it's a lot to change in one year. You know, it's, it's
0: it was no, odd. Right. Yeah. Brad Arthur smiled at me. Brad Arthur smiled at me. Not by much, but we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. There's gotta be something, right? you you probably coming to the end of the season, you do the review of the season, and you go, you hear that saying, you know, if, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, and thinking, hoping yeah. things are gonna change. Okay, so maybe they thought we've gotta change something. But swinging these back rolls around is not gonna fucking help you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's odd, and it, and it didn't really show. It definitely didn't yeah. show that it was helping. So that's, then, I guess that's the biggest point. And then, and so I'm just assuming that's why they covered it. That could have another reason. Well, maybe? Actually, well,
1: no, no, from from what I heard, it, the players requested it. Oh, wow.
0: Okay, well, that, that's better than that. that that's better but, than it being a call about But, but you I'm, know what? I could probably cop that.
1: But it still could be the players doing the same thing that you're talking about instead of the coach. They're going, well, we've got oh, to change yeah. something.
0: You know, maybe we've got to
1: change something. And I don't know, Parramatta just has something about, obviously, you know, they've sort of had a couple of nice uh, built from the two seasons ago to last season on their regular season from sixth, then up to the third. They were flying high early last year and then sort of lost their way a bit and all sort of fell off the train a bit and they couldn't really find any points. And, and in the end, were, um were knocked out in straight sets. So, you know, better season, same result in the end for Parramatta. So it's kind of feels like not make or break. It's not make or break, but it's it's starting to get to that point where you're like, cool, these, you're another year older. Just, you only have a certain sort of window without, unless you've got like, unless your team is absolutely stacked um, to sort of take a shot at this. Yeah. So those, those seasons can go one of two ways. And, you know, I thought there was potential for Parramatta to be hanging around that six, seven, eight um, position this season and potentially th- be threatened to be knocked out. I don't know if there's enough good teams to knock them out. Like I think there's just well, a little bit of difference. But yeah, that. that's, we, that's how it feels for Parramatta this year for me. So, they escaped like, oh, again.
0: I might critique Parramatta and they swap those players around. But at halftime, being down 16-0, I, as a spectator, thought they should be okay here. They should be able to come out and, and win this game. It's three trials. But three tries and the half of football, is six tries in the whole game. Six tries is a very good performance. So then you bring it back half time, down by 16 points. They're going to score three tries to win the game, and they actually score three tries to win the game. It took one yeah, of those dummy w- file tries to to get the get the um, get the wheels rolling. Get the wheels, get the wheels rolling. rolling. Yeah. Exactly. Get the wheels rolling. But when I say you know, they should have swapped them around, it probably actually didn't. Wasn't that big of an impact. They might have caught them out a little bit early to start the game. But oh, this saying is the big thing for me. This is the big thing for me. Ryan Madison, same with Tohu Harris, is too good to be on one side of the field. So who do you put there? Who do you, you got to take out Nathan Brown, who's one of the best middles. I'm sorry, Nathan Brown. you got to come off the bench. You might play more than 40 minutes. You might play more minutes than you currently play. But I just feel as though Ryan Madison has to play at 13. He might not mm. play the full 80 either. But I just feel as though you don't get enough out of him on one side of the field. That's just how yeah. I That's just yeah. Well, look, he and look, he
1: was a, he was in the halves, you know, wasn't he? He was six or seven as Australian schoolboy.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So we know, we know. He played played six for the Roosters.
0: Yeah, yeah. When he played so, as a young fella, but a young road. fella be,
1: before before he put twenty kilos of muscle on. Um, yeah,
0: but yeah, I agree.
1: I agree. Especially as we talked at the top about this thirteen role and that extra guy in the middle, that's the kind of thing that Paramount need. Um but look, you know, they'll come to those own decisions as they as they get there. It's it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, look. Funny though, the Broncos, eh? Same old story, you know, yeah. first half come out looking great, like new coach, new energy, new attitude. Same result, you faded. At the end of the at the end of the game, and you lost. You had, lead, you had a lead, and and I'm pretty sure you had this exact game against Parramatta last year. Really? Oh no, a, no, no, no! Sorry, no, it wasn't Parramatta. It was it was Manly. Was it Remember it? they were up. The Broncos were up 18 0 against Manly, and Manly
0: won 20 to 18. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a, a come a on over the time. top. Because of yeah. the top, but yeah. they also got that, one up by the Sharks as well. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, they, you said a stat me last year with, like, in the last 20 minutes or so, they're, like, six... They hadn't minutes. scored a point.
1: They they'd yeah. scored. They hadn't scored a point, and they'd conceded, like, well, by the end of the year, it was in the hundreds, and I think they might have scored two tries. All year, it was, like, 140 points they conceded in the last 20 minutes, yeah. and I think that's just, that just players, like, you get the last 20 minutes, like, okay, you can say fitness to a point, but, like, these guys are all fit, like, it's not like they don't train. They're all training in the off-season, but it's... Like, you know, what defense is attitude. And at some point, you're just like, yeah. man, I'm just not, I can't, I don't, ha- I, don't have, I don't have the mindset to give it that extra little bit at the end. Do, do you know what I think it is? And they're getting beat.
0: Do you know what I think where this comes from? What? And again, you know, Brad Arthur, the coaching staff, they're a little bit smarter than me. But I actually put it down to sports science. Now, you read the Cam Smith book. I don't know if I've got it here, but I've got it for Christmas. Thank you, Alicia, Chris Pringle. I've got the Karen Smith book, right? And I put it all down to this this break at the end of the games when teams just break down to sports science. And you're thinking, how can fucking sports science be the problem? Because what it is, right, is they've gone away from having to make the target. They've gone away from it. They're all about heart rate at a certain level for a certain period of time. As opposed to actually having your brain know that if you don't get to the line, it's not good enough. It's genuinely not good enough. Now, Camp Smith said when Craig Bellamy first got to uh, to Melbourne, he told them it was going to change, things were going to change, and they'd be training, and I think it was that Corvo, one of the Corvos, and he said, say, for example, I was trying to do a bench press or something, and I couldn't i was struggling he would yell out from across the gym just get it off and so like you know when you're teaching kids when you go to the gym when you go to these personal trainers and you're exercising you've got to do the right technique granted i get it okay but when you're competing against that person sometimes technique isn't enough you actually need a break. You need to go to another level. And so he goes, Yeah, sometimes, you know, we wouldn't be doing like the right technique. We wouldn't be doing it because we needed to, if we had to do 10 sets or, you know, a set of 10, and by the sixth one I was done, and I had to like do it wrong to get to the next four, they were okay with it. Just find a way. That was the exact wording find our way. They don't care. Hey, get there, just get there. And then he also, he goes on to say that, you know, eventually the sports science come in. But when we first started down there, it was, there was none of it. It didn't exist. And now you have it. And I actually, I saw this when I was helping out with Darren Matthews and they were doing these like coat hangers. They were doing coat hangers. And, you know, I'm not trying to sound like a fossil, but when we were doing the coat hangers, if we didn't get to the mark, it didn't count. It didn't yep. count. It just didn't care. You had to do it again. Yeah. And so yep. we knew that if it didn't if we didn't get there, which happened, we just had to do it yep. again. I was watching these guys and the the, the trainer who honestly, honestly was didn't care. He was just there because yeah. he was getting paid to turn up to do the conditioning. And so he's as swinging as his he whistle around, he had his clock out, and he was just watching them run. And they were just running. And the, the front row, this big front rower, wasn't getting back there. And he just went off to do the next half. And I was like, God, oh, what the hell's going on here? I didn't say anything. I'm not the trainer. I'm not the conditioner. Yeah. And all I could think in my head was, is he just... And they never had any of that. They never had any penalties. They never had any of those types of things. And I started thinking to myself, well, maybe there's something I don't know. You know, maybe this heart rate thing is more important than, than actually get into that line, otherwise the whole team has to do it again. And you know what would happen? they fall away late in games. Yeah. When I see these teams fall away late in games, like you said, they trade enough. They trade enough. Seabold, at the beginning of his tenure at the Broncos, which I scoffed at, he says, we trade them at 150% of game intensity. No, you don't. But they think they do. No, you don't. You can't.
1: Yeah, you can't. You can't change 100, trade 150. You can't trade anything close to 100% of a match intensity.
0: Yeah. Unless, exactly. uh, you, can't even unless, 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 unless you
1: schedule a match during the week against another NRL team, speak to the NRL, get them to get fucking 20,000 fans there, and then ask them to make sure that they're playing for points. Because then yeah. it's a fucking
0: match intensity. Because if <laughs> you yeah. take one of those things away, you can't reach it. It's impossible. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I think oh, I've got this sense that. Um, that maybe at the Broncos they've probably gone away from it. They've probably gone into the old, and it all It all gets dry, designed around these set of events. and said, there is a place for sports arts, but it needs to be. And, and if it's hundred percent influence, I'm not saying it needs to be zero or ten or fifty. I'm just saying it doesn't need to be hundred. There yeah. needs to be some sort of aspect where they know that I'm going to kill or be killed out here. That's the game. Yeah, Absolutely. And if you take that away from them, then they don't get it.
1: And, you know, now we look at this, this match this week and it yeah. might be 15, years up, 15, 20 years after Cameron Smith was playing in those early days with those, you know, if you finish it. You just find a way. And that's how Melbourne play. They find a way. Find a way. Exactly. They the foundation
0: was already late.
1: Yeah. And it's those, those simple mentalities that find a way. It's that next man up. Like we all have a role to play. We all contribute and we find a way to win. And that's the difference. But I guess the big, you look at the big difference between Melbourne and Parramatta and Melbourne they're, they're winners. Um, they've been a very successful club They've played a lot of finals footy uh, consistently made the finals every year and they're consistent. Parramatta once a very great club and obviously super dominant through the eighties, the golden years um when they won their four titles and had sterlo and made all these grand finals but it's been 30 it's been 35 years for them now since they've won and that starts to you know it starts to sort of creep in throughout the organization that they've got some wooden spoons in it amongst there they've got some close calls had some grand finals some real disappointments and excitement but they've just they haven't been winners enough they haven't been winners enough within that club so um you know, that's it's going to be real tough for them. Look, if they can find a way to beat Melbourne this week, huge for them. Fucking huge for them this year. Um, but I think it's going to
0: be tough. It's going to be all tough. All right, now, <laughs> I, I do want to do our tips, but I don't as well because two things. Firstly, we don't know the teams, which influences the teams, all right? But we are running a tipping competition, which I'm quite excited about. You know, it was I'm whether to go ahead with it, not go ahead with it. But honestly, cats? Once I looked at the how big it was, and I, it's not fucking any deep, granted, but it's actually a group of guys, and there's a couple of randoms, that's all right. Butch of for the randoms, you gotta stick with us, you know, listening to the podcast. I actually think it's gonna be a fun fun tournament, even though we're paying the prize, or well, I'm paying the prize, whoever, I think this is gonna be more fun than, than the ones that I'm paying to be, personally. I don't know, I don't know I'm really well, excited
1: I, about it. I'll, I'll I'll determine how fun it is for me when it, when I see on Monday how well I tipped. <laughs> if, if I'm tipping poorly, then I'm probably not happy. And if I'm tipping poorly, then I'm probably punting poorly too. So that it's yeah. double cranky. So, you
0: know, you know, fingers my, crossed. My favourite things about this cop, and why I'm actually gene about this cop, now, is we actually got someone in the first week. Did we get one or two people? I think we've got one. two people. And anyway, two. you have got someone who got a um, perfect route. No bonus points for perfect rounds. No bonus points. You just
1: get out of here, Kelso.
0: You go all well, the whole way. But then, to be fair, the bonus points benefit people who aren't as good at tipping, as opposed to people who consistently get. And to get the two bonus, point, bonus points, two is too get, much. It's way too much. You, a, you should only a, get it's one. It's a minimum. It's a minimum three-point kicker. The one that everyone else doesn't get.
1: Yeah, that's you know, a minimum three-point kicker. Minimum three points. You get a boost over the rest of the opposition. So, yeah, two is much. too much.
0: Too, too much, much.
1: Yeah. I can understand so, one. I can understand a bonus point for tipping the round, but I'm happy for there to be yeah. one. Well, the how, many did you the... get? how many did you get right this year, and how many did I get right? Yeah, that's yeah. all that matters. Well,
0: the the reason, reason why I didn't go with one, because that's what I was going to do. I was going to do one. But the reason I couldn't actually manage it for the split rounds, where you get four tips right, half the fucking yeah. cult, and you get a bonus point? No. And I couldn't manage, I couldn't find a way of being able to tweak that round. So once I could have tweaked that round, we're well, It's done. Mate, it's out. get out of here, mate. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be a fun race. It's going to be a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's going to be a marathon. That's right. That's right. Anyway, Yeah, um, well, look. You to go. Well, we'll you're running you, uh, you got anything else you want to do, Channel?
1: No, look, mate. I'm just pumped, pumped for the footy, mate. Obviously, we're we're one round in, um, so it's early, early days. I'm looking forward to getting to out to a few games this year too, as well. Um, Big Roosters Knights game coming up on the first of May, Saturday night, up at McDonald's Jones Stadium. So that is one that I'll be there, and maybe two in the tackle can. Uh, uh can find a way to support too. Um but yeah look there's heaps of games on semi Coast and Newey and I'll get down for some in Sydney as well. So other than that, grand final baby. Grand final. Just everybody out there, all the listeners if you like to in the tackle and if you want to see Kaz do well in the grand final the most important thing that we can do is be able to play. We don't need rain. So get your Sundance out there. <laughs> or a rain dance not a rain dance a sun dance. Some that or we need to start constructing a massive fucking dome um, so we can put the roof over the field. We've got six days to do it, in Newcastle. We need to find a ground with cover.
0: Well, is it overcast is it up there?
1: No, it's a nice beautiful day today, but rain's predicted basically from now until the end of time. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll have to speak. We'll
0: the good, the good down. thing, the good thing is
1: weathermen get the, get it wrong all the time.
0: So hopefully
1: the they get it wrong on Saturday. Still trying to put my application in every week to try and get a weatherman's job, still getting turned down because uh you it's funny funny you'll find actually Weatherman, they never leave. They never well, leave.
0: Would you, well, I
1: don't know it? what you'd have to do. I don't know what you have to do to get sacked from Weatherman's <laughs> job.
0: Anyway, guys, peace out, much love. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, check out the dummy, dummy file entrance as well. You get the dummy file entrance, let us know, chuck it up on your story, Tag us. Get I love you. Peace out. i the tackle, baby. Come on, let's